Hi, I'm Kristen, and this is the Simple Handmade Everyday Podcast, where I talk about living a creative, intentional life. I like to chat about quilting, sometimes knitting, what I'm reading and watching, and a little bit about self-care, productivity, and keeping a cozy, organized home. I've got my cup of tea in hand, so grab yours, and let's settle in for a chat. This is episode 80. Hello, friends. How are you? Wow, episode 80. I'm feel like that's a little bit of a a milestone. I'm coming up on um, this coming February will be three full years of doing the podcast. So I'm frankly a little incredulous (laughs) that I have kept it up, but I love it. I love connecting with you guys. And uh, it's just, it's so much fun. So how are you? It is the weekend before Christmas here in 2021, and um, yeah, we're just kind of getting down to it, and we've had some nice cold weather here in Southern California, which uh, is very nice. (laughs) It helps make it feel Christmassy. I mean, we've certainly had our share of 85-degree Christmases, and I'm glad that this does not seem to be one of them, and even better bonus is that... um, it apparently will be raining next week for Christmas, and that is um, so, so nice. We've had, I think, three little things of rain here in the last few weeks um, in California, and, you know, we're in a severe drought, so, so happy, so happy about that. So, have you grabbed something fun to drink while we talk here, while we chat? Um, I, again, am drinking the... the um, Twining's Christmas tea, which is um, just black tea with some cinnamon and cloves, and just like really, you know, good, not overly done, but kind of light spices, and and that is delicious. I've been really enjoying that lately. Um, speaking of Christmas spices, I did a simmer pot yesterday um, that I, you know, pulled off the internet. So um, just on the stovetop, I had. Um, a sliced up orange, like a half a cup of cranberries, and then I had ordered online um, bulk because it was so much cheaper, um, star anise, which is just such a beautiful, beautiful um, spice, and um, allspice and cloves, and then I threw in um, a rosemary sprig from our garden, and oh, and a couple cinnamon sticks. So, um, And it was very, it was nice. It was a little strong. I feel like when I I do it again, I would maybe back off some of these spices a little bit. It was, you know, I've mentioned before, I feel like I've got a pretty good sense of smell. So smells can get overwhelming for me easily. But, uh, and and maybe I'll try that again next week when everyone's just home and chilling out. And just, I love those, you know, that that idea of having this just simmering on the stovetop. And then I just kept adding water to it. And it's actually just in the refrigerator. I've heard people um, like with a, what are those called? Like a wood burning stove? We'll just leave it, just fill it up with water even when they go to bed and just leave it simmering, you know, just barely simmering all night. Um, so I think I can use it again. Um, but it is, it's pretty strong. So I need to kind of figure that out. But it was a super fun little, little project. What else? So we're, you know, it's the 19th. Um, we're decorated. The boys came home from school, from college um, last weekend, which was great. I wanted to have everything except for the tree, all decorated, you know, so they came into a Christmassy house, and I think they appreciated that. My middle son, Jonah, is done, done with college. That's two kids out of college, which is a little bit unbelievable, and uh, kind of a neat bookend that um, he finished his uh, last quarter of college. He's graduating a couple quarters early, and then my youngest finished his first quarter of college at the same time, and 
And um, so that was pretty, pretty special. They were both in the UCSD jazz band, um, Jonah as a guitarist and Ben as a drummer. And we really had wanted to go down and see them perform live together. Um, and I want to say, for, you know, it's like the last time they'll play together. We don't know that. Who knows what the future holds? But it was not an in-person concert. So we were just able to, um, we were able to stream it which was nice, but not, not like being there, but apparently they were allowed more horn players if there were, was no in-person audience. So anyway, so that's been um, just nice. The, the house is full again. The dishwasher always needs to be emptied. The water bottles are filling up the, the windowsill. The trash always needs to be taken out, but life is, life is full. Um, I'm even wrapped earlier this year, which is really nice. And I did the same thing I did last year with the brown paper. Um, and then I've now sprinkled in some silver and white packages because the brown was looking a little dreary, but, um, but still fun. You know, one thing I was going to mention earlier that I didn't is I made the decision to not send Christmas cards this year. I have sent Christmas cards every single year since my daughter, who is 23, you know, was born. And, um, except for maybe the year that I had cancer, I probably didn't do cards then. I don't actually remember a lot of things about that year, but I was thinking that, you know, I, all the kids are out of high school. I get so many fewer cards, um, than I used to. I used to feel that it was a bit of a social contract. Look, I'm sending you Christmas cards. You're sending me Christmas cards. Um, but I felt like people are not doing that anymore. So I thought I would would uh, not send them for a year to see how it feels. Because, you know, I can always do it next year. No one's really going to look that different. Because um, I always send, you know, like the picture type of um, Christmas cards. And, um, yeah, I got to say, I struggled with a little guilt. My, my husband was like, what? You're not sending cards? And I'm like, tell me if it bothers you. Um, but he, he didn't really push. And, you know, of course, I was going to say, well, then you, could, you can make them and send them if it bothers you. <laughs> <laughs> he maybe saw that one coming. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I'm struggling with a little guilt, but I'm I'm ready to to let it go. To be honest with you, so so that was kind of a different thing this year, and certainly like took a, a what seems like a big thing off of my to do list. And um, I'm also sort of holding off on baking. I mean, the last two Christmases, my daughter would have been home by now, and um, she really likes to bake. And so she's not coming till like the 23rd. And then she does have, we've all taken like from the 23rd through the end of the year off, all of us that, that have jobs. And so that will be a nice relaxing time with family. I just, I love that. I, I'm wondering how long we can keep up that tradition of people being home during that week because it is wonderful. Um, but uh, we usually make, our thing in our, our house is to make fudge. Um, and that was came from my, my husband's side of the family. So we make fudge, and I will probably start that today, my, my husband and I. And we do give a little bit of that away. I give a lot of less goodies away these, these days. But there are some people that I want to do that for. And, uh, and I told Chloe when we talked yesterday, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to bake anything till you come home. And she was already like, oh, my gosh, there's so many goodies at work. And, I, you know, so we may not even do cookies this year. Who knows? But um, I am sort of contracting the, the period of time that the house is brimming over with sugar, <laughs> which I think will be, will be good for all of us because, you know, no, you know I don't, I don't want to come out on um, New Year's saying, oh my gosh, I feel like I've just eaten like crap for so long. I don't want, I don't want to feel that way. So we'll see if we can kind of keep the, keep things on the rails a little bit. 
But speaking of sugar, um, I put this question in the Simple Handmade Everyday Facebook group. And I do want to pause to explain here for a second that there is a Facebook page, which anybody can just like and follow. And then there's a group that you have to join. You have to request to join. And um, and we have a little bit more um, little intimate discussions there. It's, it's more like a little, uh, little bit of a family there. Smaller group. Um, I could be better about posting in that. <laughs> to be honest with you. I hesitate to say that, but as always, feel free if you're in that group, post what you're cooking, post what you're quilting, post what you're knitting, post what you're reading. I love to hear from you guys and I want it to be the kind of group where you guys feel like you can just, you. there's this camaraderie in there and then it's not all led by by me. That's really what I want for it. Um, but so I posted a question today asking what you guys make for Christmas dinner dessert. Um, we're doing something different for Christmas dinner. We usually have ham. We are doing prime rib, which was an extravagance, but we're going to see how that feels this year. And um, I, as my husband and I were walking through Costco and we, we sat there and debated whether it was worth the, uh, the prime rib that costs thirteen ninety nine a pound or the ham that cost $1.99 a pound. Um, and we had bought some, bought we had purchased some, um, you know, some nice wines and stuff like this. And I said, we would be aghast at ourselves. Like if we were, if we went our, our 20 um, years ago selves looking at how we're spending money at this very moment right now, we'd be like, no way. <laughs> so it did feel like an extravagance. But um, so the dinner's planned out. Um, so it's prime rib and twice baked potatoes and this Brussels sprouts recipe that <clears throat> I saw on the internet from Half Baked Harvest that's got bacon and a little honey and pomegranate seeds. Sounds lovely. So that's kind of the, in a way, the simple dinner. And then um, we usually do a cheesecake, um, usually just a purchased cheesecake, but Chloe actually doesn't love cheesecake. So I was thinking about doing something else and couldn't quite, I haven't really come up with it yet. So let me know if you, um, what you guys serve on, on dessert pop over there. I would love to hear to get some new ideas. Um, cause you guys have great ideas tonight. We are actually making the barefoot Contessa's ultimate stew that Susan from this, the uh, listener Susan gave me last year and, um, is delicious. So we're really looking forward to that. So I always think it's, it's good to share these proven recipes. All right, enough of the chit chat and let's get on to um, the quilting content. But first, I always want to thank the Fat Quarter Shop for sponsoring the podcast. Fat Quarter Shop is a one-stop show for quilting fabrics and supplies for quilters around the world. They stock quilt shop quality fabrics, pre-cuts, quilt kits, patterns, notions, and even cross-stitch supplies. I wanted to talk to you today about checking out their website for their countdown to Christmas sale. It changes every single day and they have great deals going on over there. Um, I popped over there today to see what the deals were and there's deals on notions, patterns, all kinds of cross stitch supplies. So definitely go over there and check that out. They sent me a few other goodies that I wanted to talk about. Um, some great patterns there. It's so Emma pattern line is amazing. And if you are looking for inspiration, definitely check out their It's So Emma pattern line. But I got some fun, just little things that would be so perfect um, as gifts, even if it's a gift to give away or a gift for you or for swaps. If you're looking for things like that, um, I have, they sent these little Lori Holt 
um, post-it notes and they are real post-it notes too like post-it brand which I'm a little picky about and they there's like gingham on the bottom and it's just it's kind of a half-size post-it note with a little b in the corner they come in really cute colors um, and they are yeah they're a little small and I don't like to waste paper so I like small post-it notes I like to have a variety but I like to have small ones so I'm looking forward to using those and those would be so perfect for marking your place um, you know as you're working on your patterns or you know quilting patterns or um, mark patterns patterns in a book that you want you know like a quilting book that you want to remember stuff like that and also I am so excited about this they sent um, a needle minder and again it's it's Lori Holt and so it's a little it looks like an enamel pin and it's an apron and it is so cute but it's you know magnetic and it's got a ma magnet on the back so when you're um, hand stitching or hand quilting you can keep your needle right there and my family will thank you for this <laughs> fat quarter shop because I don't think there's anyone in my family that has not stepped on or worse sat on a needle that I have dropped in the couch and could not find so I'm so happy I've never had a needle minder and so happy about that so again I will put a link in the show notes to the fat quarter shop definitely go over there and yeah just see what they've got and I know a lot of people are into doing swaps and it's always fun to have a couple little extras to put in there and this would be perfect all right let's talk quilting what I have been spending some time doing um, and intend to do through the end of the year is do some thinking and planning about what I want um, 2022 to look like from a quilting standpoint instead of, um, and sewing in general, um, instead of just, you know, kind of meandering from project to project to go, are there skills that I want to attain I mean, what do I want so here I made a list of some things to that I'm kind of thinking about I'm using my power sheets to um, to help me figure out all kinds of areas of what I want make some plans and goals for 2022 I'm that person I'm the the planner the list maker the list checker offer that is just how I how I roll but some things that I was thinking about and I just wanted to share with you in case you were kind of in the same place or you know just get you thinking about what you want out of this quilting hobby that you have um, in 2022. Um, some ideas are, you know, maybe some more quilting for charity, whether that's just, um, we have a really good quilt guild here locally that I've just donated quilts and I know that they go to great causes or Quilts Valor um, or the Linus Project. There's all kinds of charities that would love to have your quilt. So I'm thinking about that. Um, I definitely, you know, want to explore making um, some more simple and modern quilts that kind of go more with my decorating aesthetic um, as opposed to, you know, kind of the more traditional. I love my traditional quilts, um, but I don't have a lot of them um, on display. We use them. They're in a basket or whatever, but, you know, like in our bedroom I would love to have a quilt hanging behind the bed and I do now but it's too small <laughs> but yeah just explore something that goes a little bit more with with my decorating aesthetic I would like to experiment with um, more gentle curved piecing I love the way that looks in quilts so we're not talking necessarily like an orange peel or a drunkard's path but um, more gentle curves and I do have a book about that um, that CNT publishing um, had put out maybe a year ago so I want to look into that I want to continue to use what I have to use my stash I'm working on that um, 
quilt uh, that it's kind of a scrap quilt, but I'm just basically using my, you know, existing stash for it. I've been working on that for a while and that's going to be a while. Um, and I also have a couple, you know, like full quilts worth of um, fabric that was some quilts in mind that have just been sitting around for years. So I, I want to be a good steward of the fabric that I have already purchased before I don't like it anymore. Um, I want to commit to using my planner. Um, I talked about the, the Quilting Life Planner from uh, Sherry McConnell about maybe two episodes ago. And I want to commit to using that to really track these ideas once I kind of nail them down and see them all the way through. There's nothing more satisfying to me than checking off boxes and knowing things that are, you know, complete. I just, I love that. I love finishing things. So I want to do that and um, maybe make, <laughs> keep my, my expectations low. Just one thing for my wardrobe. So last year I bought the pattern for this linen tank um, and I did not make it. And I would like to do that this year. And so now that we're just, you know, we're in winter here, I've got some time before, you know, summer. So I could, and I don't think it would take that long to make. It's more like, I'm not sure I've got the right linen for it. And, and should I um, find, you know, use some of my cheaper fabric, if I even have enough, uh, or a, an old sheet or something to make a muslin, you know, I'm, I'm sort of uh, stuck with some indecision on that. But let's just, I would like to sew a little more for my wardrobe. I have no desire to have a completely handmade wardrobe or anything like that, but I would like to have some pieces that I have made and that seemed like a really good place to start so those are some ideas you know that I'm just I'm just kind of thinking about and, and I'm sure I'll come up with some more but just to give my um myself a little bit of direction same thing with knitting I'm still working on that elementary um wrap and it, it's become a slog to be honest with you I mean I still enjoy doing it I don't really do more than a few rows um well this new dog that we have Bailey who is settling in beautifully she likes yarn like cats like yarn so she wants to sit next to me um, while I'm knitting but then she kind of starts to get into the yard so it's been a little it's been a little tricky lately um, but I think I am going to put that project away for a bit I'll probably pull it out between Christmas and New Year's but I pulled out my sock that I abandoned on my sock and all I'm doing is I'm going down the foot so it's just I'm around and around and around there no purling which I could really appreciate right now so I think I'm just gonna finish off that get that um, hit of dopamine for finishing a project and then go back to that um, I don't have a lot of uh, expectations for knitting but I think I did mention before that I've got this this uh, sweater that oh my god I mean I probably bought the, the pattern in the yarn 10 years ago it's crazy um, but the, the sleeves are all wacky and I need to tear them out and do them again. And I'm like, okay, you know what? You just need to finish that. It's a three-quarter length sleeve too. Come on, Kristen, you can do this. So so that I, that's the only thing I really have ideas about for um, for knitting this year is like, just finish that. So um, I just wanted to encourage you to maybe, you know, sit down and put some thought into if there are new skills you wanted to acquire. Are there certain people on your bucket list? Like you've given away quilts. Like I kind of work my way through giving a quilt to different members of my family. Each of my brothers and my dad has a few. And then I work my way through some friends. And and uh, I, I want to continue. I, that's probably another thing that you go on my list. Like who should I make a quilt for this year that I can give away? Um, so uh, or maybe you're just, you know, the type of person that just, you know, I 
the whatever you whenever you're working on something you already know like that you know you've got a gazillion things in mind for your next project um but uh i've made enough quilts now that i feel like i need a little i need a little direction to to keep me fresh oh i would like to design a quilt and submit to a magazine this year i was on a roll of doing that for many years and um last year i never did and i would like to i have one in mind and uh, so I'd like to get onto EQ8 and play around with that idea and maybe come up with some new ideas. And, and uh, yeah, that's, uh, I kind of miss the designing quilt aspect of things. And then I've got some other things that I want to dabble in, some other creative outlets. I told you before about that drawing book, and I have not started it yet. That's another thing I'd like to do, especially during Christmas and New Year's, is start um, working on my drawing skills. I bought the big pad of paper, which is the only thing I bought so far. You know, I haven't bought any special pencils or anything, but I'd like to do that. I'd like to to um, improve my drawing skills. I... I think it might have been last year that I got some watercolors. I do not know what I'm doing with watercolors, so that's another thing I would like to explore. Um, I don't think of myself as being a person that's like interested in every different kind of of craft, but I would like to dabble in some things outside um, sewing and knitting just just a little bit. I think that you get some some ideas, some cross pollination, you know, happens there. As a matter of fact, I got those. Um, watercolors and the workbook that goes with that to really explore color theory so that it would improve my quilting so it's interesting how how things sort of uh, you know they're everything's connected I'm just curious you know what other crafts do you guys dabble in if you uh, you know you can let me know in the comment section in the Facebook group you know um, where I post this just uh, chime in and tell me things about um, what other types of things do you dabble in? I know we've got a number of crocheters in the group and people who are into um, using their Cricut and sewing, you know, little zipper pouches and things like that. Like what are, what are the other types of things that you guys like to do? All right, let's talk books a little bit. Um, I have been reading this book called Grocery Girl by Virginia Adele Smith. And what's cool about this is I heard about this book over in the Quilt Fiction Club, which is Francis Dowell's Facebook group for, you know, if you're not in that group, it's a fabulous group. She really has a, a, a lot going on in there um, that goes along with her podcast, the Quilt Fiction Podcast, which is amazing and you should be subscribed to that. She does a lot of just different kinds of fiction that, that's a little bit quilty. So someone in that group, um, I, I think this Virginia Adele Smith, I think that's a pen name because there's a woman in that group who wrote a romance novel called Grocery Girl, but it's definitely got um, a little bit of quilting in it. The, the uh, main character, Marie, um, is a fabric designer and she, she has a little... She have a, is it a quilt shop? They don't spend a ton of time in this, but she definitely, she, she makes quilts, she designs fabric, she does um, quilt guild lectures and things like that. So it's, it's just one of those fun things um, where you really know that the person who's writing the book knows about quilting. Um, but it is a romance, which is not normally my genre. I'm not really into that, but this is delightful. I'm actually just about halfway, but I feel like I can recommend it. It's, it's pretty clean too, which I, I like in my romance novels. Um, it's no outlander, I'll tell you that. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's a very sweet story about um, a young girl who is in this um, very sweet town where she's got this quilt shop and she's got various friends 
Um, and she's just kind of building her life. It's just like a few years after college for her. And she's had some, some tragedy in her life. And um, she meets this firefighter. And um, so it's all about, you know, the story is really about them. He has tragedy in his past. And can he get past it? Who knows? I'm only halfway. But um, it's a sweet, light read. It's the perfect thing for me to read before I go to bed every night. So I, I can recommend that. And then a number of you I've seen in the Facebook group are reading or rereading Winter Solstice by Rosamund Pilcher. And so I pulled that out. I've got it right here. My new dog bit the corner off of the cover. <laughs> and it has just reminded me of how much I love this author and how much I love this book. And I've, t I've already talked about what, what the book's about, but it's, it's just, it's a great Christmas story. And it's not, it's not super Christmassy in some ways. Um, but what I love about her writing is the way that she describes houses. I, I've said many times before that I feel like the house in a Rosamund Pilcher story is as is a character as much as any person is, but she just the way she describes the interiors, and even more than that, which are very homely, like they're just you know it's the um, the small little room with you know like pegs on the the wall and a, a peat fire going in the in the fireplace and a a jug full of flowers and um, a few pieces of you know well-worn furniture and a homely rug you know it's just like it is coziness you know personified the way she talks about these things now she actually has in some of her other books she has more grand houses and she describes those beautifully and also in a way that makes them seem you know sort of homely you know uh, also so that's kind of interesting but I'm all about the cottage with the the you know, she's an avid gardener. So she describes, you know, like these overgrown gardens and all, it's funny, it's all the chaos that I love to read, but I don't necessarily <laughs> run my life that way. So while I was reading it yesterday, I was having a lovely afternoon um, in the front room of my house in this oversized leather chair with the first quilt I made on my lap and my little dog Bailey snuggled in by my side. I was reading Winter Solstice when I had to put it down and go get this book right here this is one i sometimes wish i had a video podcast um the world of rosamunda pilcher and i have talked about this book before but you know i'm not the only person that has noticed the way she describes places um and so she has this whole book full of photographs of basically the places that inspired so many of the the locations the settings of her books and a lot of them um there's a forward by her and it's all really it's called um it's called my second home and really the house that she's talking about here is in scotland and it is the house from from winter solstice if you're ever curious about what that looks like in this case they call it the estate house in winter solstice it's a bank house um where i think the bank was on the bottom floor and then the upstairs was the actual house but it's right next to it in this case it's actually across the street from the cathedral and it's got all the little stores you don't need a car you can walk to everything so if you've read winter solstice it is that little town and um and then through the rest of the book they have photographs of these lovely houses in um, Cornwall which is where she really grew up and which is where um, coming home and the shell seekers takes place and then there's a little little snippets of her books that kind of relate to the photographs now she wrote a lot of books 
um, before she really made it big. And it's made me want to do a whole Rosamunda Pilcher reread. But I will tell you right now that if you are a new reader, her old books are not as good. Um, and I think I've told the story in the podcast before. I read somewhere, an interview or something, um, where her uh, she invited her agent over for dinner and all her kids were there. And one of her kids said to the agent, so like when, or her editor or something, when are you going to, you know, make my mom famous? And she, he said, when she writes an epic novel and that, and what she did is she wrote the shell seekers. But before that, they're very pleasant books, but they're not great. But the shell seekers and coming home and September and winter solstice, those are some of my very favorite books. Um, so, so anyways, um, sadly, I wish there were more, um, pictures of stuff that relates to winter solstice in this book but I, I read it cover to cover yesterday um, and it was just absolutely lovely and I also did something that felt a little bit extravagant yesterday my copy of winter solstice is you know I've read it a gazillion times but it's one of those small I want to call it old-fashioned paperbacks and I really prefer ebooks these days so I thought how much is the ebook sometimes ebooks are really inexpensive this one really wasn't it was it was like $13, but if you bought it, you could get the audiobook for $7, and someone had mentioned they were listening to it. I cannot find the audiobook in any libraries around here, so I went for it just so that I would have that audiobook, and now I'm actually enjoying reading it on my Kindle a little bit better, too, so, um, so that felt a little bit of an extravagance, and I have not listened to the audiobook part of it, but I'm really looking forward to doing that later today. All right, on the TV movie kind of section that we do here, I don't have a lot to report. I've decided that we don't really like Christmas movies. And I know that's like a terrible thing to admit, um, but at least I don't like any of the newer ones. So every time we go, we should watch something Christmassy. We, we don't really get very far. Um, I, I did start the, the Great British Baking Show Christmas special. Um, and sometimes we haven't done it this year but sometimes we go back and we watch the christmas episodes of the office and parks and rec and you know things like that but um yeah we're struggling with that but i did finish um madame blanc which is um, a new mystery series on acorn and all the episodes are out there's six episodes and that was a complete delight i'm so happy to have found that show i'm sure there will be more seasons and um, i started watching the behind the scenes part of it and it's really fun to watch because the woman who stars in it her name is sally Lindsay. she it was her idea she co-wrote it with another woman that's in the show so i love these these i love it when women create vehicles for themselves and it has, you know, she's an antique dealer. She, I talked about this last episode, but she goes to um, the south of France when her husband is killed. And, you know, there's like a new mystery every episode with an overarching story as well. But they, also in the behind the scenes, I found out that it's not filmed in the south of France, but it's filmed on Malta, which I found fascinating. And they, the cinematographer talked a lot about how some of the architecture and the color of the stone on Malta, everything's like the same color because there's only, it's an Island. There's only one stone in it. I'm not sure, but it might be limestone. So like every building, they all look alike, but I guess that same light colored stone is very popular in the South of France. Um, but in the South of France, the, um, the roofs are all like pitched roofs and in Malta, they're all flat. So they have to be careful about how they film things so they're not showing too much of the roof line uh, it was very very interesting but it was way cheaper to film on Malta than it is to film in the south of France so they were very clever 
Um, but so I'm just very much enjoying that. And then as a family, we're just, we're about to start the uh, season 11, the most current season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, um, which is, you know, such a funny show. So that's all that's going on there. Um, I hope you guys are finding some better Christmas (laughs) movies than I am. Before we move on into our last segment, I wanted to once again thank Silk and Sonder for sponsoring the podcast as well. Silk and Sonder is a monthly journal subscription that you can do monthly, quarterly, or yearly. And it is a delight because every single month you get a new one in the mail and each one has a theme and they have new sections to inspire new types of journaling and then other pages that are consistent from month to month to help you to plan your week, plan your month, and um, really uh, intentionally get things done each day that you want to get done. And I just got my January... um, planner and it has got some great pages in it they have a gorgeous gratitude log that is sort of like a it's just beautiful in an artful way um, that looks like each day you write it's like rays of a sun coming out I'll take a picture um, and they have this um, a few pages that remind me a little bit of the power sheets so if you don't want to do anything in depth as power sheets um, Silk and Saunders got your back here because they've got ways for you to think about what you want about your um, your passions, your missions, your vocation, your profession, and um, and how all those things come together and overlap to find like what your real purpose is. There's some great poetry. There's an imagination exercise. There's space for a vision board too, um, so that you can just kind of do a little like a. a brain dump or a mind map of the things that that you want to do it encourages you to imagine your your dream life and and how to you know um, find the parts that you want to focus on and move forward on each month so as a bit of a surprise um, they they sent me two extra um, journals again this month I wasn't expecting that so I'm super excited to be able to give away two more and it's um, if I'll, I'll make the giveaway short so that I can pop them in the mail so that you can um, hit the ground running in January. So I'm going to hold this giveaway um, just on my blog on the show notes. So if you would like to win a Silk and Sonder journal, um, just go over there and um, comment what should I have you comment Um, comment on um, whether you currently journal or whether it's something that you would like to get into um, because this will definitely help you to do that and um, if you just want to jump in they are 20% off right now Uh, I'll put my link in the show notes Um, if by the time whenever you listen to this if they are not still you know sometime in the future if they're not 20% off you can um, use my link with my code S-H-E-15, which will always give you 15% off. So that is Silk and Sonder. So definitely go over to the show notes. Um, every episode, I have show notes. And to with all the things that I talk about, links to all those things. And go enter to win yourself a Silk and Sonder journal. You will not regret it. So for our last section here, it's a bit of a, a mishmash these days of self-care and productivity and homemaking and because all those things, they are, they are all related to me. So I mentioned before that um, I'm still doing my, my journaling with Silk and Sonder. I am working through my power sheets um, to kind of figure out not just in the, you know, my creative life what I want to do, but, you know, 
more practically things I want to do around the house and what other goals that I want to knock out. So I'm still kind of processing that. I've got more work to do, but um, I definitely want to um, do some upgrades in our house. I've said like over five years, I would like to really uh, turn this house into the, the home that we can just kind of relax and into retirement. Not that we're retiring in five years, but you know, that seems like a good time frame. And uh, so one of the things I want to do is do the renovation on my bathroom, which I feel just paralyzed about. So I need to figure out what are the small steps to to move forward with that. Um, I will just put it out there that this is the year that I want to deal with um, getting down to a goal weight and staying there and feeling good about that. And I'm working on some things there that I'll share with later once I have some um, some success <laughs> to talk about. And I'm also thinking about this podcast and if there are changes that um, I want to make. And I would like to hear from you guys um, if, if there are things that, uh, you know, th- what do you like? What do you not like about the podcast? Are there some things that you wish I talked about? Or just let me know if, um, if you have any suggestions about what you would like to see in the podcast. Somebody had emailed me and um, asked if I had considered doing it as a video podcast, kind of the way um, A Quilting Life does. They do a qu- a video and then also you know the same thing as an audio and I have thought about that um, it's a lot more work to get basically a nice set set up but um, I would consider that I would if nothing else um, like to try a few just to do a few episodes like that to see what that would be like um, but if you have any ideas I am open to those um, so I always like to hear from you on that and as I was, you know, thinking a lot about, you know, changes that I want to make, little ways I want to spruce up different corners of my home, I came across a podcast, I haven't listened to it yet, that um, where they talked about Nancy Meyer's decorating style and and how much they love that. And this was like a on a uh, an Instagram account that I loved the interiors of their house. I'm like, oh, well, who is this Nancy Myers? Well, you might know, but I did not know that Nancy Myers. Um, Oh gosh, now I want to say, is she a director of, of some movies that I have not seen that many of, and which is why I didn't really realize, but it's something got, something's got to give, it's complicated, the intern, but it's kind of a thing that people love the interiors of the, the kitchens, especially, but kitchens and, and living rooms of Nancy Myers movies. So I had to go look that up. I'll put a link in the, in the show notes for you. Um, but basically, and it is my, it's my jam. It's a little more cluttered than is really my jam, but I could get over that. There are a number of people that have written about her style. And the one I like best basically describes it as she has all the elements in a room that make a home a home. She's got herbs on the windowsill, uh, piles of books, um, flowers, fresh flowers, bowls of fruit, um, throw pillows. And what I've noticed, it's like it's layers of textures. And that's one thing that I've learned that I, I didn't do early on um, in my decorating life is layering of textures so that, and I learned this really from the, from the nester. Um, so you don't want everything to be you know like slick you know ceramic or glass you want to have some some baskets or driftwood like natural materials mixed with things that are a little shinier um, linen and um, jute and rattan you know those kind of different kinds of natural elements and a, and a 
you know, variation of textures, kind of furry, maybe furry pillows or sheepskin or something like that. And she definitely has that down. She's got the, the knitted throws on things. That's the one thing that I do have quilts everywhere, but I really do love a, the look of a good knitted throw. And so maybe that should be on my knitting bucket list for the years to, to knit a few throws. I don't know. Um, but that has just kind of got me thinking about, you know, looking at my spaces a little differently and going, oh, how could I cozy that up? Because I'm not great at creating um, tablescapes, you know, like on the kitchen table. You know, there's some people that just have this knack of it just looks so good. Same thing with like on a coffee table where there's, you know, like stacks of books and a bowl of this and a candle here. I, you know, I need some inspiration to help me pull that off. So I don't know if you are, are that type of a fan. I, I suspect a lot of you are, but I will, um, I'll put a link in the show notes and I'm curious if you've ever heard of Nancy Meyer. I wish there was a book. I looked up like, and I'm not the first person to <laughs> <laughs> to Google Nancy Meyer style book. Um, but I did put a book on my uh, shopping list and see if I could maybe find it used or something. But it's um, uh, some book that apparently she references. It's, an, it's a book, you know, of, from Architectural Digest or something um, that she references when she wants to talk to her set director about, about the style. So I'm going to take a look at that too. Right now I am just all about thinking and planning about what 2022 is going to look like. Um, I want to continue to just, you know, dig into home <laughs> because I think we're going to still be maybe home. I don't know. Um, I do want to thank... Where, uh, MJP Encinitas um, for leaving a review. I meant to mention you last podcast. I'm sorry about that. She wrote just very sweet, sweet things. So thank you so much for that review. Again, I encourage you if you feel so inclined to go over to whatever podcast app you listen to and rate and review um, that. And I always try to check those before the whenever I record. So I guess that's a wrap for um, this podcast for 2021. Thank you so much for joining me along the way of this fun adventure. I love the community that we've built and I love hearing from you guys. So please contact me in any way if you've got any sort of feedback. Always happy to hear that. You can find me online at my blog, Simple Handmade Every Day. Again, check the show notes for that um, giveaway. I'm on Instagram as Kristen Esser and consider joining the Simple handmade everyday facebook group page yes but also group so that we can keep the conversation going have a wonderful holiday